This is the Fantasy Road Show. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. We are your hosts. You can call me Truck. I'm joined, as always, by Culls and Shane O'Mac. And we have a special guest here today, a, uh, a person you've probably seen around in the industry. He's a well-known name, Josh Larkey. Josh, how are you doing, my buddy? Mute. Guys, I, yeah, I... Okay. Who who's hosting? I got my mic muted right as I left to talk. What an intro! I I, I tell you what, as I was I was finishing up my intro and I saw your mic was muted and I was like, oh, let me double check. He's good to go before I give him the full send. So sorry about that, Josh. How you doing, buddy? I, I'm doing well. The the faded double tap on the the mute button. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat some dynasty quarterbacks and hang out with you guys tonight so let's yeah let's absolutely. do this just please please don't mute me again <laughs> i uh, i'll do my best i'll do my best uh, but yeah you can find us all on twitter at fantasy underscore trucker at coles underscore sports at s mccormick underscore ff at j larky tweets go check us out and uh follow the show while you're at it fantasy at fantasy road show uh this episode is brought to you by rule one proteins go to www.rule1proteins.com uh, and there you can find all the industry leading supplements, protein powder, you name it. They got it. Vitamins. Go check them out. Industry leading. Uh, you won't be happy. Or you won't be upset. Uh, anyway, so we're here talking uh, dynasty quarterbacks. But before we do that, um, calls, I know you got a couple questions for uh, Mr. Larky over here. Yeah, I just wanted to give the, uh, you know, the roadies and listeners here a uh, background on Josh. I mean, I'm sure as we said, mentioned big name in the space have seen him before on twitter for sure um so just yeah give us a brief kind of history of how you ended up here in, in 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 the fantasy space sure uh i studied econ in college minored in math and psychology i was kind of thinking for a while i'd go the behavioral economics route with psych and econ and i was like oh this is very interesting how do i combine some of the logic of econ with some of the psychology of consumer habits and uh, junior year of college, I took an econometrics course. Most people don't know what that is. All you have to know is that the, the buzzword regression is what I learned in that class. Mm-hmm. Changed everything. And I was like, oh my goodness, you can have one equation that sort of sums up a data set. I was just very hooked on the, the whole analytics trend. And I did a way to do a big project in that class that was 10 pages, which was very scary to me at the time. It's funny because a lot of what I do now day to day is right. But I was very intimidated at the time, and I was like, how could I possibly write 10 pages single-spaced on anything? Well, I like sports. I ended up writing about the, the 2007 to 2009 recession and how that affected Major League Baseball. It didn't really affect Major League Baseball very much, so I, I did a lot of analysis on that. It eventually became an, uh, a senior year honors thesis. It became a 50-page paper, and I realized that I could self-motivate and actually enjoy uh, research, academic stuff like that when it's a topic I'm interested in. So I decided to go full sports. I went to grad school, studied analytics there, and pretty much exclusively was applying to work at sports teams. Uh, Baseball was the sport I knew best. I wanted to, uh, for people out there that don't really understand analytics or sports much, but they've seen Moneyball, I'm always like, you know the Moneyball movie where there's that Brad Pitt character and he's like super sexy and he's super cool and he works out during the games? That was me. I'm the <laughs> I'm the chunky nerd Jonah Hill oh, who's behind a computer on game Just days. Crunching numbers. Yeah, Peter Brand. I'm like I, I'm like I want to be that guy. So, yes. And I ended up being that guy for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, I worked in baseball analytics there. 
I then moved back to where I grew up in San Diego and worked for the Padres and I did business analytics for them. And when COVID hit baseball, it hit it really hard. I, I lost my job. Like probably like half of the people working at the Padres at least lost their job. It was like, do you have game day responsibilities? Oh no, you're not going to usher people in. Well then uh, we don't really need you right now because we're not growing. We're not doing much. We're, just were you there with, the, were you there with Theo and Hoyer, Jed Hoyer? In San Diego, mm, or were they yeah. in Boston by then? Probably. What? What? Uh, we that? did not overlap. Okay. I was with the Padres, uh, 2019 to 2020. Okay, so Theo might have been done with the Cubs by then. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was there very briefly. Yeah. I yeah. Baseball was brief with both stops. It was a year in Detroit, a year and a half with the Padres. Uh. Then I, I'd been doing fantasy football research on the side for a few years since grad school. I met Matt Kelly, who founded Player Profiler at a sports analytics conference <clears throat> conversation. And he was like, do you want to make $10 an hour coding for me and helping me get the the stats on the site? And in grad school, I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. I would love to do that. And yeah. that's just how it started. And eventually he was paying me more and more. I was doing more and more projects. So when COVID hit, I was like, Matt you have full-time work i would love it and uh i ultimately kind of helped launch a, a really viable dfs product for a player profiler earned my worth there ended up leading all the analytics efforts there for a couple of seasons and had it then had a brief stop at ftn fantasy where i was there for a few months and then was reached out to by mike tannenbaum and joe banner of the 33rd team and they said would you like to hire a team of 20 and build a gambling wing for our football company. And I said, yes, I did that for a year and a half. And then last week uh, they decided that they just wanted to go football exclusively and they shut the department down. So now I'm on the prowl looking for opportunities, but uh, life's pretty good. Uh, they're, they're still paying me right now. So as, as long as we keep the paychecks going yeah. and I'm doing something football related during the day with research, life can't be bad. Yeah. Very, very good. So you, you're living in Denver, correct? Is that? Yeah, I'm in Denver. I, I've been living in Denver uh, since summer of 2022. So like a year and a half. Very good. Being from San Diego, are you a Chargers fan or kind of swore them away when they moved? What's Where's your stance there? I'm fairly emotionless with stuff like this. So when they moved, I wasn't happy, obviously. I was like, oh, yeah. that's kind of a money grab. I, I don't think it's going to work. There's a team that literally just moved to LA the season prior in the Rams. Sure enough, there were no fans in the stands when the Chargers showed up. I don't think it was the right decision ultimately, but uh, I, I kind of initially was like Philip Rivers was my childhood quarterback. When he retires or leaves, I will stop being a Charger fan. And then, as we all know, uh, we had the Tyrod Taylor lung puncture. Justin Tur Justin Herbert's freaking awesome, and I was like, I think I'm still a Charger fan. How could yeah. I ever root against this guy? He's one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the NFL. So I'm still a Chargers fan, but I'd say the, the fandom's pretty mild at this point. Yeah. Uh, what do you, when you were what about the signings? The industry, you know. Excited about Harbaugh. Excited about, uh, I forget the last name of the DC from like Michigan that he brought over. Um, but the Harbaugh signing you're happy with? Yeah, I, I think that's a great signing. We, we had yeah. Anthony Lynn, then we had Brandon Staley. I'm done with these upstart coaches that are all hype. <laughs> I just want a guy who wins. Jim Harbaugh does nothing other than win and motivate players and maximize the talent on the roster. 
And I feel like anyone that's vaguely aware of football knows that every single year, the Chargers, they show up with preseason top five, top yeah. six Super Bowl odds, yeah. stacked offense, stacked defense, and then they win eight games. So I, I'm ready for someone like a Harbaugh that actually has a very long multi-decade track record of maximizing talent. Yeah. It's very good to see. Yeah, he's. I don't know if there's truth to that, but Saquon potentially is going to be a target for the Chargers. He wants to be like a run-first offense that run plays, throws a little play action in the mix and gets the ball to the you know Keenan Allen, um, whether it's Quentin Johnson or Williams. But adding that like RB one that can make big time plays is supposedly a strategy, from my understanding. Yeah, I've heard some of those connections. I, I would rather not pay a ton of money to an aging running back in free agency, but yeah. uh, at least if you're going to do it, make sure it's a pass catcher like Saquon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, great. I uh, I think, you know, dynasty quarterbacks is what we're talking here today. So we're going to do top 10. Um, Truck, you want to lead us into that? Um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to kind of go over, uh, kind of talk through. Um, some discrepancies we may have or uh, just kind of talk about in, in what I thought was most important is kind of the differences from now from last year. So what happened this off or this entire season that changed a lot of drastic opinions based on the top 10. Um, and I mean, I'll start just for the top few, the top three didn't really change for me much um, as I, I would imagine the top three are pretty similar for you guys. I have Josh Allen at one. I have Patrick Mahomes at two and Jalen Hurts at three. Um, just covering the top three real quick. What do you, Josh, what do you got there for the, for the top three? So I'll give some quick cliff notes for the first two. I agree. Allen, then Mahomes. I think that should be the first two. Josh Allen's 27. He's in his prime. You, what you're getting is a top five real NFL passer who has mobility. That's hard to find. 24 or more fantasy points per game in four straight seasons. Nobody else has done that. I, I have really very few concerns about him aging. I think there's a slight chance that the, the Cam Newton career path happens. Fortunately, we'd still be four-ish ways, four-ish years away from the decline. But ultimately, yeah. Allen's just a much better passer than True. Cam Newton ever was. And I think he's the second best real-life NFL quarterback behind Mahomes. And I think you'd be hard-pressed to leave him outside your top five pure passers. So I, I think he's number one. Mahomes I had number two. He's 28, so still very much in his prime. Prior to this year, he had 20 or more fantasy points per game in five straight seasons. We love that track record. He only had 18 this year, but a lot of that was the supporting cast on offense was bad. I like that Rasheed Rice looks really good. Travis Kelsey's not going to be there that much longer. They're going to keep injecting new young talent into that offense. And he played this year with a top three defense. One thing that we know year after year, defense is not sticky. I would be shocked if the Chiefs are a top three defense again. They're probably going to be a good defense. Probably not elite. It's hard to do year after year. And then they'll have to push the pace more on offense because there were a lot of games where they didn't have to. So, yeah, I've got Allen Mahomes in my top two. Where, who do you got there at three? Uh, number three, I had C.J. Stroud. We just saw the best rookie season of all time from a quarterback. He has a, just a little bit of mobility like Patrick Mahomes. <clears throat> And I think what some of us need to remember, because I think some people have forgotten this, because some people out there are like Nico Collins, star, Tank Dell, star. I, I'm, I'm old enough to remember before the 2023 season started, and myself and nearly everyone else thought it was a bottom three supporting cast. 
Nobody oh, yeah. out there heading into 2023 was like, guys, he's going to crush as a rookie. He's got Nico Collins and Tank Dell. No, no, no. Every list out there, any reputable site, had his supporting cast on the bottom five, if not bottom three, if not bottom one. The offensive line dealt with a lot of injuries. I, I think what we saw was the best rookie season of all time when we expected him to have a terrible, atrocious supporting cast. So I, I think you, you'd be hard-pressed to leave him out of your top five. And I think at this point, I have concerns about players four and five who we'll discuss shortly that yeah. I don't have about Stroud. I have no concerns. Why would I be concerned about a guy that just had the best rookie season of all time with a bad supporting cast on paper? Yeah, I love that. I have him at four on my ranking, so right there. And I thought I was going to be high on him. Um, you know, in six games of 300 yards or more passing for a rookie, uh, which is great. He showed that big point potential. He had, I think, a 41-point game, a 34-point yes. game. So he shows he's got that high ceiling all, you know. And then I think that floor comes up in year two where you get a higher floor now, and then you still get that big ceiling. Yeah, I have Stroud as I have him at five. Um, and he's just he for me, he just looks so good in the pocket. He's so confident, he passed every test as a rookie. Um, things that you just don't really see, you could tell he's special. So, um, I mean, I just had Joe Burrow at three. I'm went to LSU. I don't, I guess you could say there's a little bias there, but I, I truly do think that he steps, he, he comes back next year and has a huge season. Um, so I, I just, you know, I could probably switch Burrow with Herbert, who I have at four, and um, and Stroud, who I have at five. Like those three are kind of interchangeable for me. Stroud is the youth. To me, Herbert is probably the best, like pure passer, um, just pure arm talent. I don't know, next to Mahomes. Um, so that's just kind of where I went with that. Um, I think Burrow, Herbert, are due for bounce back years. They're too good of quarterbacks. And I think that they're going to reestablish themselves as, you know, certainly in the top five, but um, up here on this list. Yeah. Yeah. I can echo that as well. I, I have Herbert and Burrow ahead of CJ Stroud, um, just one spot lower than Mike, but yeah, it's the exact reason there. I, I just think Herbert, uh, especially with Harbaugh coming in, you're going to see a, a very improved Chargers offense. And Larky, I'm sure you agree there, but I, I just, I, I think we have just scratched the surface with Herbert and uh, Harbaugh is really going to bring that out in him. So I expect a, um, a, a bright future for him in the next couple of seasons. And then um, with CJ Stroud, I'm apparently the lowest on him, which I am, I'm shocked here uh, because I love CJ Stroud. Uh, I'm an Ohio state fan myself. And, uh, I just think what was most impressive was just the way he took care of the football. You like hardly ever threw interceptions uh, and this, the sky's the limit for this kid. And I feel like I'm, I I'm too low on him, but I, I don't know where to put him above. I, I burrow and Herbert. I, I guess I can move J, uh, Jalen hurts down, but 15 rushing touchdowns this year. Do they take away the, the, the tush push? I don't know. So the, this top, this top six is, is, is really interchangeable for me. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, really the between three and six. Yeah, so I'm all about arm talent. I mean, that's Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, um, and Stroud's cer certainly up there. But for me, Hurts, I just don't love his arm. Um, obviously, you know, the rushing touchdowns, that upside is there, and Eagles have to bounce back, which I think they probably will in a pretty big way. Um, so he has those cheat codes that, you know, as a quarterback with the rushing upside, but I 
tend to go arm talent, pocket passer. Um, and as you mentioned uh, with Herbert, I think he's just so talented. A couple seasons in a row has been disappointing. Um, I'm interested to see where Larky has him, but uh, for me, it's just pure talent. He's a tough, smart, good quarterback. Uh, he, he's due for you know a few good good year run here, and I want a piece of him if he is. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say uh, my QB four hasn't been discussed yet, so I think we've got some slightly different lists. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, then, why don't you go ahead and kick it off for this next part? Who, who, who's a four, five, six for you? So, uh, at QB four, I decided just to go with the guy that has at least twenty fantasy points per game in five straight seasons, and is still just twenty-seven. That'd be Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Okay. The concerns are obvious. He does not look quite as fast or explosive as he used to. He's twenty-seven, which is old for a running back. And I'm not saying that in terms of like, the, oh, he, he's a running back, not a quarterback. Lamar's been running 9 to 11 times per game in his career. He has 875 career rush attempts during the regular season. 875 is a lot. Yeah, that's a Najee lot Harris. Mileage. Some people have talked about how Najee Harris is slowing down with mileage. All right, you've probably heard that. Like, oh, like Jalen Warren's going to take his role. Najee's yeah. getting a little up there with his, his, his workload. Najee has 834 career rush attempts. That is fewer than Lamar. I know Lamar's played a lot more seasons. I'm not saying he's a really a running back, but it's the idea that eventually those carries do weigh on you. And I think that's really all that it is with him is some longevity concerns. But what we did see is that he took a lot of steps forward as a passer this year in his first year with Todd Monken. I think the passing offense could theoretically be better next year because it would be year two in the system. I think we'd all hope Mark Andrews doesn't miss half the year with injury. Zay Flowers should be better as a year two receiver. So... Uh, I don't really want to bet against a guy that's been good in fantasy for five straight years. A lot better than I think people give him credit for. And we we do know that he has the highest ceiling in fantasy football. He has yeah. the record for most fantasy points per game in a season. That year, he didn't have a great supporting cast. So I, I don't know if he necessarily has that rushing ceiling still. But at this point, the, the passing ceiling is looking better than it used to. So I I really want difference makers. And what we've seen is that Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes have those difference-making seasons. I think C.J. Stroud definitely would have that in his range of outcomes if he had the best rookie season. And then Lamar has done it before. So that's that's top four right there. Yeah. Number five, I had Jalen Hurts. There you go. I, I really like Jalen Hurts. We, we have the three straight seasons of awesome fantasy production. Two years ago, he was the quarterback one in fantasy, 25.5 points per game. That's so good. But he's been playing his career with an elite offensive line and elite weapons. Jason Kelsey's going to retire. <clears throat> he, he's probably at least like what, 10, 20, 30% responsible for the tush push. I know, I know Jalen hurts squats, 700 pounds. Jason Kelsey's also the best center, probably in NFL history. Yeah, I'd agree. Anyone that. that watches the tush push in slow motion knows that it begins with Jason Kelsey, the center mm -hmm. and Jalen hurts has been doing it with AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, he should have them next year. He's probably not going to have them for his whole career. That's a pretty awesome trio. The good news, though, he runs. He's had at least nine carries a game in three straight. We like that. He scored double-digit rushing touchdowns in three straight. He and Josh Allen just set the co-record for rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in a season with 15. That's awesome. Ultimately, I have some fears about longevity with him. I think he's much more of the Cam Newton career path than Josh Allen, just because I don't think we'd – say that Jalen Hurts is the the caliber of passer as a Josh Allen. 
I think he's much more in the Cam Newton realm, maybe even worse. And I think there's concerns that he struggled at times this past year in a non-perfect or in a pretty perfect situation. So if he's in a perfect situation struggling, that's concerning. I would have had him and Lamar flipped like four months ago. But I think with Lamar's strides as a passer, I decided to flip him back where Hertz is a little bit younger, but Lamar's supporting cast, he's shown that he doesn't need as much of one to succeed. Yeah, I like it. I I, I do like that. Um, you know, I, the, I guess the reason why I have, because I have Lamar here at seven, so I had Hertz six, Lamar seven. The reason why I kind of flip Burrow and Herbert whereas you, I'm sure they're coming up in your list here pretty soon, but I have that. Um, I, I guess for me, it's like one of my flaws in fantasy football is I look at like football football on the field too much more. I would say more than like the statistical side of things when it's a stat-based game, I know. But um, I just think like Hurts, Lamar, at some point when that rushing upside goes away, when they're not able to get out of the pocket and gain those yards with their legs. Um, I just don't believe in their arms enough to have that career longevity, I guess is my concern with dynasty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Quarterback six. We just went with the arm. I have Justin Herbert there. I thought about having him above Jalen hurts, but ultimately I think Jalen Hurts has a lot more fantasy points this next year, and each year individually is pretty important, even if it's dynasty. I think Herbert's the third best passer in the NFL behind Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah. I think coaching's held him back, and now he has Jim Harbaugh. He's got that sneaky mobility like Mahomes and Stroud where you're like, oh, he's actually running a few times a game. And I think what we have to remember is that in 2021, he had 5,000 passing yards, 38 passing touchdowns in his second NFL season. And then there were ridiculous supporting cast injuries in 2022. Keenan Allen misses a lot of the season. Mike Williams misses a lot of the season. And then this past year, once again, Mike Williams misses pretty much the entire season. Herbert himself gets injured. Eckler had the high ankle sprain. It was pretty much just him and Keenan Allen. Quentin Johnston did not look very good. So I, I think the situation should improve. Herbert had at least 22 fantasy points per game in both his first two seasons. And then the supporting cast is decimated and he doesn't do as well. But I think we know that that high end ceiling is there. And he was still the quarterback eight in fantasy points per game this past year, playing with a bad supporting cast at many times when he himself had injuries throughout the season. So I, I'm I'm almost like I'm almost like talking myself into him above Jalen Hurts for Dynasty at this point. <laughs> do it. I, I, apparently that's a apparently that. that's a really, really close tier for me. So yeah. yeah I'll, I'll review the top six. Alan Mahomes, Stroud, and then Lamar, Hertz, Herbert. Yeah, Shane, yeah. why don't you rattle off your top six? Yeah, so I've got yeah, Alan, Mahomes, Hertz, Stroud, Burrow, Lamar for my top six. I was gonna ask you, you talked about weapons, Josh, with Justin Herbert. How much of a concern is that going forward, though, when you talk about Keenan Allen gonna be 33? You got Mike Williams, 30 years old, coming off a torn ACL. You've got Quinton Stonehands Johnson, who looks like they waited their first round draft pick on, and Josh Palmer. And that's looking like, barring a neighbor's first round draft pick in the draft, that's looked like what they're going to run back, maybe. I mean, yeah, I I might move them down a little bit if that's truly what they have on opening day. Uh, Mike Williams is a cut candidate. He's a restructure candidate. 
Keenan Allen will almost certainly get restructured and then stay on the team. So I, I know they're in cap hell right now, but there's a lot of ways that they can start to finagle the books in that sense. So I, I'm not concerned right now. I think there's still a lot of time. I'd be shocked if Jim Harbaugh wanted an offense with Herbert, 33-year-old Keenan Allen, and Quentin Johnston mm-hmm. as the centerpieces. That'd be pretty surprising if that was all he was given. I know right now a lot of people are mocking neighbors or bowers to the Chargers. Yeah. So I, right now I'm just not all that concerned with supporting cast. I think there's still a chance Marvin Harrison Jr. ends up on that team as well. So I, as of right now, I'm not too worried. Real quick, who would you rather have, neighbors or bowers, uh, considering team needs? Uh, give me neighbors. I'll, I'll always take the the receiver over the tight end. The, the yeah. hit rate's just much better. So yeah, I think I was you just, just go pure I, analytics there. Like I, I get Bowers is the best tight end prospect ever in terms of his receiving profile, in yeah. terms of stats. He's also tiny. He's built like Evan Engram. We've yeah, all did seen you see him next Evan. to Gronk? That picture in <laughs> Vegas of those two next. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Some people out there don't think tight end size matters, and I think that picture helped them see that if you're playing yeah. a contact sport, which one of those two would you rather tackle as a defender? I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Evan Engram, injured year after year. Yeah. Uh, he he's had some good fantasy seasons. He's also had some disappointing ones just due to size. Kyle Pitts even has had some concerns with his size and injuries. So. Uh, at this point, I'm just sick of these young tight ends not doing anything at the NFL level because of their size, because of quarterback concerns, whatever it might be. I just want the receiver. It's a much more bankable position. And neighbors it would be the wide receiver one in many different receiver classes. Yeah, he's outstanding. Um, Marvin Harrison obviously has the name, but neighbors from a skill standpoint is right there with them. Um, that picture of Gronk next to Bowers, I saw someone on Twitter with the caption, um, I just moved Gronk ahead of Bowers in my dynasty rankings. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that, but that is hysterical. Uh, um, all right, well, so to, to rattle off my top six real quick, uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Herbert, and C.J. Stroud. Um, I have the lowest on, but um, you know what really surprised me was how high you have Lamar Jackson. I just, as I was making these rankings, I, I I have him down at uh, eight, and I I felt like that was a good spot for him. I was, and I I see what you mean. He did improve with uh, with Munkin at uh, at the OC, and but I thought I just was expecting more. So like twenty four passing touchdowns, thirty six hundred yards. I mean, I have a guy above him that I'll mention right now. It's 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 Jordan Love, and we saw what he was able to do with uh, with that young offense. I mean, 4,100 yards. Uh, how, what was this? Some touchdowns, uh, 32 passing touchdowns. Like I saw more from Jordan love as a pure passer than Lamar Jackson and Lamar only had five rushing touchdowns. Jordan love had four, uh, obviously the, the rushing yards between 800 and 200, that's a big difference. So that's where you pick, you know, pick up that 20, uh, fantasy points per game. But I, I, I was shocked that you have him up at four, but it, Listening to you talk about him, it makes a lot of sense, and uh, it made me want to move up Lamar. But um, that that'll be something I'm uh, contemplating throughout the off season. So, do you guys like Keep Trade Cut at all? The consensus dynasty ranking site. <laughs> uh, Mike and I uh, had l- many conversations about tre- Keep Trade Cut uh, last year during our dynasty uh, uh, leagues. Yeah, I do like. Well, they they have Lamar at QB four. I got to defend myself here. I'm oh, not no, even. I- I'm not even above consensus. Yeah. I am at consensus on Lamar. I'm on a show yeah. with some Lamar haters, apparently. 
I apparently I am. I didn't realize I was, but I, I just, you know, I I guess I am. So well, and I had him. I had him at six. You know what I liked last year? Yeah, the passing was great, but this seems obvious. But I feel like you got to point it out. Was the health? Like he played the whole season. You know, he had not done that in the last two or three seasons. I thought that was a big, huge deal this year for him to go the whole year without any issues. Yeah, new offensive system. It might be clicking. Do any of you guys have Lamar in Dynasty? It seems like before this show comes out to the public, you need to sell him because you all hate him. <laughs> no, and I do your not. Your teammates would pay a lot more than I, you value I, him at. That might be a reason why I don't have him on any of my Dynasty teams as well. So, uh, But, yeah, it'll be something. I do have uh, him on some we'll, Dynasty teams. We, um, we're working on a new segment called Fantasy Confessions, and um, that will be uh, probably one yeah, of mine. We, we might have just found our first confession. Yeah, fantasy it's, confessions. I and it's a group. It's a <laughs> it's a group. It's a group one. Yeah, we in the past we've we've had a, like a uh, it was funny we had like a, a therapy uh, session for uh, Shane O'Mac over there. Um, well, he hates Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Yeah, he hates Amari Cooper. He's a he's a Cowboys fan, and I think there's a little bit of distaste there, but. Uh, the road worries about uh, about Cooper on the road has Shane O'Mac uh, probably hating on him in every every episode we're talking receivers. So we had a little yeah. therapy session with him about that. I think we're about to have group therapy for yeah. Lamar. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have Lamar at seven, and then I'll, I'll just rattle off my eight, nine, and ten. Um, I think it's we're kind of like approaching a pretty big tear break for me, but. Um, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Jordan Love at 10. Um, I like Lawrence. I just think his talent's too good. I think he was banged up a little bit more than I guess people had thought or realized. Uh, yeah. And I think that attributed for a lot of, um, you know, that downfall that, uh, that the Jaguars. I, I just feel like a lot of people heading into next season for redraft, and then how they feel about Trevor Lawrence right now in dynasty is there, is this guy for real uh, and kind of doubting his talent, which I think still is exists. And a lot of that doubt comes from the end of the season when he was injured. So I don't know what you guys think about Lawrence. Shane, what do you got? Him. He, I was saying he's not, he's not in my top 10. Oh. oh, wow. Yeah. He's at number 10 for me. And I don't know. Yeah. He did suffer some injuries, but man, he only had one game of three touchdowns or more. He only had two games of 300 more or more yards passing. And I think some of that was correlated to how Jacksonville ran the ball better. And they ran the ball more down near the end zone. You had Travis Etienne with, I think, 11 or 12 touchdowns. And do we see that continue next year? Yeah, I love it. I'm going to have, I think Lawrence is going to be one of my, higher owned players next year um definitely in best ball i just think like he's i just think his talent is too good um so i you know i right now i'm gonna be on the losing side of the argument just because what happened last season was bad towards the end of the season it was a complete com collapse but you know they're playing catch up now with the with the texans and i just think he's gonna bounce back he's got weapons there um so we'll see how that plays out yeah, and I, I would agree with you, Mike, more so than um, Shane and Josh. I have met uh, at nine, so it's, I guess, kind of splitting the difference. But I, I just feel like we it's just been disappointing season after disappointing season for Trevor. You've been looking for these uh, these shining light moments and stuff, and 
you just haven't really seen them. But I, I do think the Jags improve their situation going into next year. And I do think you start to see steps in the right direction. And I just, he's too talented of a quarterback not to be improving on a yearly basis. So uh, I, I think we start to see those, those improvements here in the next couple of years. So that's why I'm inside the top 10. Let's hear now. Let's hear why Larky's got him outside of the top 10 now. You guys are killing me. I looked on Keep Trade Cut just now. He's the quarterback 11. Damn it. Guys, what are, what are, you're like a big gaslit. What, what is going on? Josh Larky, the consensus. That's what it is. I, yeah, apparently uh, I like the consensus too much. Trevor Lawrence, I'm actually very bullish on for uh, this next year. His early best ball ADP is like 111. I'm drafting mm. a ton of him at that price tag. Yeah. But there are quarterbacks that I haven't ranked yet that are younger or the same age and have significantly higher best ball ADPs for next year. Meaning people have much higher expectations for them in 2024 and they're the same age or younger. So then I should be inclined to like them more in dynasty. That's kind of how I, I view something like that, where we have really yet to see any kind of elite fantasy production from Trevor Lawrence. It's been all hype. I get that yeah. there's the mobility. I like that. But when people are like, how could you have him so different from like a Herbert who's underperformed at times? It's like, yeah, well, Herbert's had two seasons of at least 22 fantasy points a game. We, we, I want Trevor Lawrence to hit 20 before he can even enter that conversation. So uh, my he was one of my two honorable mentions, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray. I think they both deserve to be talked about. I didn't have them in my top 10. My quarterback seven has not been discussed. I, I have Caleb Williams there. Caleb, yeah, Williams. Caleb, Williams, Caleb Williams is a generational prospect. I don't use that lightly. Uh his sophomore year, 2022, 4,500 passing yards, 42 touchdowns, just five picks at USC. His three seasons in college, 9.1, 9.1. And then in a down year, 2023, 9.4 yards per pass attempt. He's going to be the first pick in the 2024 NFL draft. It's a slam dunk that he goes first. That's why everyone's so concerned about what the Bears do at number one. If they trade the pick, if they keep the pick. He also had nearly a thousand rushing yards through his three college seasons and 27 rushing touchdowns. And what people have to remember is that sacks are taken away from rush yards from college mm -hmm. stats. So if you see that he had 450 rushing yards in a season in college, that's probably six or 700 rushing yards at the NFL level in terms of how the NFL keeps track of stats. He's a high end runner with the elite passing. All the tools are there. I think if you watch some of the throws that he makes, there's Mahomes, Josh Allen, maybe Justin Herbert are the only quarterbacks that are making some of the throws that he makes at the college level already. So I, I think he should go number seven. I, I think he has truly elite fantasy breaking upside, kind of like a Patrick Mahomes. So we'll, we'll put him at seven. So Josh, from a dynasty perspective, do you have a preference if it was Washington or Chicago or it doesn't matter for you? I think I'd, I'd lean Washington hmm. purely because of the weather in Chicago. <clears throat> Chicago's never had a 4,000-yard passer in their history. And I think a lot of it's that they just have had bad quarterbacks. I also think uh, there's some other concerns. It's like the Cleveland Browns. Hmm. The Cleveland Browns, every year there's a few weather games. Every year in Chicago there's a few weather games. So just at face value, I would lean the the less impacted weather uh, team for him to play on in the yeah. Commanders. I love it. Don't look at the Bears hat that truck is currently wearing. Um, but I uh, I would say 
I would say I am one of the more bullish people on Caleb Williams, um, at least that I see on Twitter. And uh, I would have him at six. I would have him right behind behind Stroud. I did not put rookies in these rankings, um, but I did want to discuss that. So I'm glad that you had him in there at seven. Uh, I wanted to see where everyone would put Caleb, assuming he's a bear. I mean, I think, I think that's all but a sure thing at this point, but um Caleb would be at six right behind Stroud he's a generational talent as you've mentioned uh if you know football and you've watched some of the throws that Caleb Williams makes it's like we just haven't seen a lot of that um you know so kind of mirrors Mahomes in that it comes out uh in different pockets and he's able to you know launch the ball with precision so um totally agree with that Caleb would be at six on my rankings what about you truck I would have him at seven, same as you, behind Stroud. Um, I would just have to put Herbert, Burrow, Hurts, uh, Mahomes, and Allen above him. Um, but I, I, it's not official that he's a Chicago Bear, so maybe when it's official that he's a Chicago Bear, he, he may find a spot in the top five. I'll yeah, you'll get you'll get caught on the hype train, and he'll be <laughs> he'll be you know, he'll be I, three. I'm, yeah, I as a sidebar, I was just curious, Larky, um, is a quick, quick little uh, synopsis on what you think the Bears should do um, between drafting Caleb and uh, and uh, trading Fields or keeping Fields and trading. Interesting. Caleb. Just uh, you don't I have think, to get I into it you, too deep, but yeah, I think it's I think it's easy. I think you have to draft Caleb. I think you have to trade Justin Fields. The a quarterback prospect like this might come around every five to ten years, and there's 32 NFL teams. I think we can all think about what the math might be for that. It is very rare to have the number one pick in a year when a quarterback of this caliber is available. I I think we definitively know Justin Fields is not the guy. If he's played three seasons and we don't know if he's the guy, he's not the guy. I, agree I, I, don't, I don't think we need to complicate it. I think that's, that's how we should think about it is that with Caleb Williams, uh, we, we know that he has significantly more upside than Fields. Obviously, he could bust. I'm not saying that he can't bust, but we know that Caleb Williams can just be C.J. Stroud, where you go, oh, my God, the, the Texans could be Super Bowl contenders in a year or two. And it's not even like, oh, we need the perfect supporting cast. We've seen Mahomes, Josh yeah. Allen. With a supporting cast, it's good, it's not great, and they still look like the best team in football for periods of time. That That is what I think Caleb Williams has in his range of outcomes with the Bears is that the Bears would look like one of the two or three best teams in the NFL, even if their supporting cast surrounding Caleb is just average or good. I totally agree. I, to defend Bears fans, Josh, um, it's you can't evaluate what a good quarterback looks like when you've never had one. So, you know, that's why they're that's why you still see people on the side saying, Oh, we gotta keep fields. He's you know, he's right there. Well, I mean, he's won, what, five games in three years? He's not right there. So um, go with the generation talent. He's the best guy since, what, Andrew Luck um, in terms of, like, hype, pure talent coming out of college. I think it's a no-brainer. I've said that all along. Uh, so I totally agree. I'd love to see that you have him at seven. Shane O'Mac, where would you put him in your top ten? Yeah, I, he'd be in my top ten, so he'd probably be in that seven to nine range for sure. So – is where he'd fall. Cool. Um, Shane, what, well, what talk, else talk, you got for talk, those? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about who you have at seven. Cause it's different. We haven't heard his name yet. 
and I am very interested to see where uh, Josh, where Josh has him as well. I, I'm probably going to be the lone wolf on this one, so I'm ready. I am like Jon Snow. No, this is a part of the this is a part of the gaslighting. Look at uh, I'll tell you where he's at. It keep trade cut, but okay. <laughs> so I, at, at seven, at seven, I have Anthony Richardson. And for me, it is just the high ceiling uh, we've seen with, you know, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts have demonstrated the path to being a top fantasy quarterback. Um, and it's with the rushing touchdowns. And I think Richardson will have that in spades. You know, his two full starts, he had 24 or 25 and 32 points. I think it, will, it was. I think that coaching staff will coach him to avoid certain hits and protect himself better. Um, I think they do bring back Michael Pittman, who is a great, easy number one target for him to hit. You know, it's a, he's a big target, so he doesn't have to be exactly, you know, perfect throws all the time. Um, I just think the upside is tremendous. He's got top three or four upside for fantasy. Yeah, he's eight on keep trade cuts. So you're <laughs> right there. Um, Josh, where do you have him? I, they, these guys have heard me slander his name so much. I just want to hear, uh, do you have him in your top 10? Where would you kind of put him in your rankings? So I'll keep my eight and nine a mystery. Okay. Caleb at seven. Uh, I had Anthony Richardson at 10. Uh, I'll, so I, what I like is that he has that high-end fantasy breaking upside. Yeah. I also like that he didn't play with JT early last year. So the supporting cast really wasn't that good that he was dealt. He had a, a solid offensive line and Michael Pittman. And that, that was kind of it. There was no Jonathan Taylor. It was the Zach Moss show. So I, I think there there's reason to believe the supporting cast should get better because I, I think they bring back Michael Pittman. And I think they, they bring in another receiver free agency, the draft, whatever it might be. That way it's Pittman downs Pierce, and then some other probably very good receiver. I think they want to build around him. I they they have a, a head coach in Shane Steichen that's very quarterback centric, which I like. Yeah. The also what I like is that his two full games, he was the quarterback four and the quarterback two for those weeks. I like that in a third of another game, he had 18 fantasy points. What I don't like is that we're talking about little bits and pieces of games because he had three different injuries across essentially three full games worth of playing time. Yeah. He's probably going to have to modify the play style in some form after having injuries to the, the shoulder. He hurt his knee on one of the plays where all of a sudden there was Minshew at the goal line for a couple snaps. And then uh, the, what was it? The concussion there, the, there was just a lot going on with all different parts of the body. And uh, you know what? Not everyone can play like Cam Newton or like Josh Allen or like Jalen hurts. Maybe Anthony Richardson can't it's too soon to know, but those concerns are why I had him down at 10. It's not that I don't like him. I think yeah. we could be talking about this uh, a year from now and that he's the QB one in dynasty. I don't think that's out of the question either. I just think we could also be talking about him as well. This, this is the next RG three based on some of those health factors and play style. Yeah. I, uh, as someone who was watching sec football and and saw cam newton play live i'll just go out and say right now he's definitely not cam newton cam newton was the most impressive college football player i've ever seen like he was mm -hmm. unreal at auburn um for me i i've i'm not an anthony richardson guy i have met 18 because i'm not a believer in his 
arm at all. Like I, I just think he lacks accuracy, uh, plain and simple. I just don't know that like how fast the NFL game is. He's going to be able to slow down and be what Hertz was in that psych and offense. Like Hertz can throw the ball. I just don't know that you know Richardson has arm strength, but I just don't know that he's going to be able to fit the ball into pockets and be much more than, you know, that running game, which you, as you alluded to, got, you know, made him injured three times. I'm, I'm just not a big fan of his in general. So I've said it QB a million 18. times. That's, that's yeah. very low. I, we're and looking at keep trade cut. We're lo- we, we have to make sure that we keep the, the <laughs> listeners honest. I see Eight. Bryce Young at QB 17. On their site, I see Baker Mayfield at QB 18. I see Deshaun Watson at QB 19. I see I have Bryce Young at 14. I'm a believer in Bryce Young. I think he has. A, I think once wow. he has a supporting cast around him, he's gonna he, he's gonna be a better quarterback than Anthony Richardson. I would almost guarantee that um, just from his IQ alone. <clears throat> but as these guys know, I'm. <laughs> I do not follow consensus hardly at all. Uh, Truck gives me shit about it more than anyone. Um, I am usually pretty out there, and I mean, you know. Yeah, he's, we'll, he has bold we'll, stances, and it's it's we'll, just, you know, it's his thing. But um, I, I'm kind of – I have a modest approach to it. I have him at 13, so I have him lower than 10, but definitely not as low as 18. And you guys have hit all the points. I mean, I, I just I worry mostly about his arm and his arm talent, and I, I don't know that um, he's going to be able to stay healthy. And those are my biggest concerns with him. So that's kind of why I have him outside my top twelve. But I, you're you're absolutely right, Larky. He's the 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 range of outcomes are so wide. Like he could easily be the number one or uh, be kind of left for dead. So only time but, will tell. So that's why I don't agree with the modest approach. Like I think he's either top seven, top five, or you're out mm-hmm. on him and you're going with a safer quarterback, like, you know, Brock Purdy to a tongue of Iloa, Jared Goff. That's, you know, that just to defend my case, that's why I'm out on Richardson. I, I always have been, you've heard me say it a million times. So yeah. that's why he's 18. Like, I'm just going to stand by my statement of not believing in him. Just like Gino. Like this year I had Gino at probably 23 quarterback, 23, something, you know, I just didn't think he was going to be a starting quarterback by the end of the year. That's debatable whether he was or not. Apparently he still made the pro bowl or at least he was there. Um, but that's a whole another conversation. Yeah. Um, all right, Shane, who else you got for uh, the, your, your bottom uh, seven. So I read, I just wrapped up eight after Richardson was Herbert at eight. Um, Jordan Love at nine. I thought I was going to be high on Love, honestly. Um, Truck had beat me to that, but uh, I, I am high on Love. I, I think he's not talked about, you know, enough. He had five three touchdown games, which was more than a lot of the guys ahead of him. But more than anything, it's just he's got this young, cheap set of offensive weapons that isn't going anywhere, and they aren't paying anybody. Um, and they're only going to get better. The tight ends are only going to get better. Jaden Reed's going to only get better and get used more. Christian Watson has to be better. You would hope and avoid hamstring issues next year, or it's a chronic thing. Who knows? But I was, you know, pleasantly surprised with the production of Wicks. He looked like he can be a guy. Um, They just, he's got a great set of young talent that they don't have to pay that should be there 
for the next two or three years. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then who else do you have for uh, – did you go through eight and nine? Yeah, so it was Herbert at eight, Love at nine, and Trevor Lawrence at ten. I'm, oh, okay. I'm lower on Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, that well, makes let's sense. Let's hear that um, eight nine, Josh. Let's see what you got. So at eight, I have Joe Burrow. Oof. Clearly a lot lower than everyone else. Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow's had one of his four seasons with at least 21 fantasy points. It was 21.7. Put another way, uh, with worst supporting cast throughout his career, Justin Herbert, two best seasons are better than Burrow's best season. We just have never seen a high-end fantasy ceiling from Joe Burrow. I think the sporting cast is going to get worse once he gets more expensive. He's been doing this with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Good chance he loses T. Higgins. He even struggled throughout large stretches of 2023 just as a passer. There were many horrendous games where when you watched the game, you never would have thought that was Joe Burrow because he looked like a backup quarterback. And uh, when we look at tools, he lacks the high-end tools that C.J. Stroud, Justin Herbert, even a Caleb Williams have as a pure passer. Burrow does not have the arm strength that those guys do. And it shows up at many times. It showed up a lot during his rough patches in 2023. And I'm pretty comfortable being a little bit below consensus on a guy where I don't think he burns me if I don't have him in dynasty because we've just never seen the high end ceiling, even on his rookie contract with some of the best supporting cast in mm-hmm. NFL history. So at this point, uh, I'm, I'm comfortable not liking Joe Burrow. You sold me. I moved him from three to five as you were talking. Um, you know, as, as I as I mentioned, he's uh, me putting him at three a little bit could be biased, but I think he's in terms of like intangibles, he is the most. He he's got everything there, which doesn't necessarily translate to fantasy, and that's part of um, whether that's you know that's probably a knock on me that you could have when looking at I, I i mix football and fantasy football quite often um but yeah burrow's leadership ability um all, all of that is not going to show up on your fantasy score um, and that's probably why i could have had him at three um, but anyways yeah i agree he's um it's going to be interesting to see what happens to that offense with Mixon, with T. Higgins. Like, how are they going to plug into those skill position spots? Uh, it seems like what's his name, Iasivas, uh, looks to be like he could be a guy that steps up into maybe a Boyd role, but they're still going to need a wide receiver too. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yep. Then, uh, like Shane, I've got Jordan Love at quarterback nine. Uh, I like Jordan Love. It was the quarterback, uh, it was like what quarterback five or six in fantasy points per game this past year. It was like surprisingly high. He yeah, was the quarterback was. seven in passing yards, the quarterback two in passing touchdowns, the quarterback 11 in rushing yards. He was captaining the youngest offense in the NFL, and there were injuries all over the place. Those counting stats are awesome. And Christian Watson missed or was un- missed the game or was under 50% of the snaps in nine games. Jaden Reed missed the game or was under 50% of the snaps in six games. And then tight end Luke Musgrave was out or under 50% of the snaps in eight games, nine games for Watson, six games for Reed, eight games for Musgrave where they missed or played less than half the snaps and love still had those stats. He it's only one year. He was not in any way close to the prospects of these other guys were, but one thing that we knew is that he was a talented, uh, 
he had a talented arm. The decision-making was questionable. There were no concerns if the arm was there. And I think what we saw was pretty good decision-making with a supporting cast that I think had a lot of questions and was really young. So I'd expect that supporting cast and Jordan Love to be better this next year. So I think if he's already showing he's around a 20 fantasy point per game quarterback in that with those situations, I think there's some really high-end fantasy production there. Again, though, just because of the prospect profile, because it was only one year in his fourth NFL season, there's now more tape out on Jordan Love for defenses. So I don't want to get too, too excited, but he's someone that I could see knocking on the top five by the end of next season. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. Um, that's probably why I have him uh, the highest out of anybody at uh, seven, but very close to you guys as well. Uh, I love Jordan Love. Love, love. Love, love. love. You've you've love, always love. loved love. I um, always loved love, man. Always. Uh, so yeah, I. Uh, why don't you go? You you give us your top your final. Um, you have someone there at ten that we talked bad <laughs> yeah. about, but no one else yeah. has him in his top ten. Yeah. So seven, I had Jordan Love, uh, then Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, and rounding out my top ten is my home dog, Justin Fields. Um, and this is just basically, um, I, I I think, <laughs> before I really get into this, I, I think he's a really talented quarterback. And I think the Bears organization is terrible. I think they make terrible decisions. I think uh, our offensive coordinator has been terrible. Luke Getze really held the team back. Uh, and throughout his three seasons, I, I feel like it wasn't all his fault. And I think when he, when ultimately he does get traded to a new team, he's going to go to that team and be very successful. I, I think they're going to cater to his, uh, his strengths and, uh, and mitigate his weaknesses. And I, I, I think he deserves to be somewhere near the top 10 or right outside inside the top 15 in the dynasty's perspective. Uh, definitely. Uh, and I, I just, I, I hope the best for him. I, I want him to succeed. And uh, I, I think he will, regardless of the team he joins. Hey, I think he's probably a stealer, and that would be a good spot for him. You've heard me say that that defense is championship ready now. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Arthur Smith yeah. can he can can he develop Justin Fields? I mean, yeah, Arthur Smith. Uh, um, we we have said uh, very very <laughs> many negative things about Arthur Smith throughout the season. Uh, but I do think Arthur Smith is in the right spot in uh, in Pittsburgh. And um, if they get a running quarterback with a uh, run, running-minded offensive coordinator, uh, who knows? But, uh, Josh, what what um, what do you have to say about that? Uh, I hope he's a Falcon. I, I forget I, I exactly what the – I know there's – I forget exactly I, what they yeah. are. I know there's some connections with him in Atlanta. I forget. It's yeah. like he grew up there. Or, I, I don't remember. I, I try not to – Went to Georgia. About these. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I try not to learn – too much about these guys in terms of like the the full backstory since i don't think it matters too much outside yeah. of cases like this where when you're potentially hitting the market in some form uh the, those factors then begin to matter uh, i like that they have a good supporting cast that they've essentially tried to go with the budget mobile quarterback for two straight years and he'd be by far the best version of that for them i don't have him in the top 10 just because he's damaged goods if uh, if a if a team is essentially getting rid of him, that usually doesn't end well. We we saw it with Baker Mayfield. We saw it with Jared Goff. We saw it with Carson Wentz. These guys are generally just not top ten dynasty quarterbacks the second that they move teams. And that's that's kind of how I'm viewing Fields right now. Is sort of in that realm of 
recent high draft capital quarterbacks who switch teams after a few seasons, they, they pretty much fall out of the top 10 immediately in dynasty for like perceived value. And then generally the production also kind of matches that. So he's a little different. He's much more mobile. He's kind of like the, the third most historic rusher in many ways after Lamar and Vic at the position. So I, I think there's, there's real chance for him, but that's kind of why I have him outside that top 10. Yeah. I'd love to see him with the Falcons just from like how much speed that offense would contain. Um, and I think his arm is good enough to get Drake London the ball, unlike Ritter. Um, but I know uh, we're running up on time here. So Josh, you want to give us your top 10 and truck will sign us out. Yeah. To repeat the top 10, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, got them in tier one. The next tier we've got CJ Stroud, Lamar Jackson. Then we've got Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Caleb Williams in the next tier. And then my final tier, eight through 10 would be Joe Burrow, Jordan Love, Anthony Richardson, honorable mentions to Trevor Lawrence and Kyler Murray. Keep trying guys. <laughs> Josh, I, I just so realized I, I meant to, I meant to throw this on for you earlier in the episode, but notice, notice you went to uh, UT. Is that right? I, I did go to grad school. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm actually uh, flying out uh, tomorrow morning to go to, to Austin to see visit Mike for the weekend for to watch the Super Bowl and stuff. So um, nice. I'm excited. I was there like five weeks ago. Yeah, I, I was visiting like five weeks ago. It's a good place. Okay, you so got any recommendations? Food. <laughs> uh, you just have to do food trucks. It's like food uh, trucks. The food truck capital of the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In Chicago, we have many a food truck. So I, I would more you have here. To do the Austin, you have to do the more Austin here. food trucks. Yeah, there's you, more you here. You have to do food trucks in Austin. You you have to go out and you have to have a long night of drinking followed by food truck food. That, that's right. pretty much that's essential. Right up my alley. I think you guys will take care right. of that. Yeah. Well, Josh, uh, we couldn't thank you enough uh, for joining us on this episode. Uh, I we I, I think you were great, and uh, you know maybe sometime in the near future you can come back back on and uh, talk some more fantasy football with us. Uh, we really enjoyed it. He's um, not but, trying to get gaslit, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't believe what I was enduring. At just getting muted. Episode. Just getting and muted. Getting, and, getting muted uh, and then just yeah. gaslit. So. Yeah. I'm getting muted. I'm getting told that I'm so high on Lamar Jackson for being at consensus. <laughs> I, I can't believe I endured that. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, we appreciate you for joining us. Uh, we thank everybody for watching, listening, liking. Uh, please uh, follow the follow the show at Fantasy Roadshow. Um, um, subscribe to the channel. I'm getting all flustered now. You got me, <laughs> you got me going. Um, anyway, no uh, we appreciate lit. you guys for watching, uh, listening, subscribing, all the works. Uh, check us out next week. Uh, we'll be talking uh, more fantasy dynasty quarterbacks and uh, and the works. So we appreciate you guys and uh, buckle up.